When hit for the crib from my home to where you live. Me not worried about making a hit. Burrito at them boys and licks. Shit on stick for fifth on the hip. Grind no sleep, but trees of a brick. New infinite old black out in it. No, no limit. Won't stop till you get it. Really? This my city, bad boy, no did it. Real no gimme, no school hook him it. No way in it, no rain, I'm in it. Fireworks had a real kind of effort. Dutch, no feeling, no rays, all crippin'. Cold, no feeling, hot, it's real chilly. Get it? But my city, cause they burn it slow, quickly. That's why I'm after the plot, like a running back. Got the rock home, boy, about to run it back. Play the trap where them dope boys at. Scrap, pocket full of cash, grass full of crack. I can see it in their eye, they ballin', but they broke. They gone off that smoke, but they know they need is an MO. So I hit the turf running with them with my All right, this is the Bible class for Metro Praise, and we've invited some of the uh, elders from the Mormon Church to come join us, and we're happy that they're here. So let's welcome our elder Mormon friends. Good to have you here. So we're going to have a simple uh, dialogue discussion. It will be 15 minutes apiece, sharing our presentation, and then after that, a half hour of Q&A. And so during that time of Q&A, uh, we're going to make sure that you get your questions out. So uh, start preparing them during the presentation, have them uh, ready to ask, and then each one of us will have a response to each other. And if we have questions for each other, we can go from there. Uh, let us open up with prayer and get started. Jared will be doing the timekeeping. Jared, would you do me a favor and just move your chair here to the middle so that we can see you? And... Uh, can you let him borrow the uh, iPad, our iPod back there so he can do the, uh, the countdown, show him how to do that? Oh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today that we are gathered together in your Son, Jesus' name. We ask that during this time your truth would prevail, that the gospel message would be heard, and that, God, all of our hearts would receive what is true by your Spirit that we would open our hearts and minds to hear what you are saying. God, we have two differing opinions, but Lord, you said, let you be true and every man a liar. So that which is true, that which is good and wholesome, that which is lovely, that which comes from you, let it be in our hearts today. And let whatever is of man's words, opinions, fall by the wayside. It is in your precious Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can everybody say amen? Amen. So, your microphone. One, two, one, two. And there you'll make your presentation. Because I spent a good deal of time with it. So would you prepare... Uh, the recording as we get ready for my uh, first 15 minutes. And when you are ready, Jared, uh, please let me know you are ready. Okay, today we are discussing the subject, Are Mormons Disciples of Christ? That is what is on the table for today. We know that Mormons have a zeal 
for Christ. We know that they call themselves Christians, but are they, according to the Scriptures, disciples of Christ? That is the question. So let us look at what the Bible describes as a disciple. In the book of John, the Bible says Jesus had Jews that believed in him. They came to him, the Jews that believed in him, and Jesus said to those Jews, if you hold to my teaching, then you are really my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So not only are disciples of Christ supposed to believe in Jesus, they are supposed to hold to his teaching. So what we are asking today is do Mormons believe in the biblical Jesus and do they hold to the biblical Jesus's teachings? I believe they do not. Here are three reasons why I believe the Mormons, the Church of Latter-day Saints, are not disciples of Christ. Mormonism teaches another Jesus other than the one the Bible taught. Number two, Mormonism teaches another gospel other than the one taught in the Bible. Mormonism belongs to another church other than the one taught in the Bible. And as I go through this, I want you to think about this today, about an unbiblical Jesus. Jesus was mentioned in the Bible, but also among the apostles as being an unbiblical character. So there's one Jesus, the real Jesus, and then there's other quote-unquote false Jesuses. Let's look at this. An unbiblical Jesus, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Uh, Paul speaks here, for someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easily enough. So in Paul's day, people could accept or believe in Jesuses that weren't the real Jesus, and they were actually putting up with it, hence Paul's rebuke. Let's take an example of myself. I'm Joe I. Rostick. I have three children, Bethany, Hannah, and Lucas. If you met somebody on the street and they said, oh yeah, I know Joe. He's an African-American who lives in Tennessee. You would say, no, I don't think that's the same Joe. And if somebody else said, no, I know a Joe. He hangs out at Boys Town and he he dances on the stripper poles out there. He's been divorced three times. He's got some swag about him. You'd say, no, I don't think that's the same Joe. And so when we hear the Mormon description of Jesus, we begin to think to ourselves, this cannot be the real Jesus because the real Jesus of the Bible is described in certain ways. Let me give you the example of how Jesus is described in the Bible. Number one, Jesus was preexistent as the unique son of God. John 1, 1, 18 said he is the monogenous, the unique son of God, though angels and prophets of the past were called son of God. He is the only begotten, monogenous in the Greek, son of God. Number two, Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Matthew 1.20 says the Holy Spirit will come upon Mary and there she will be given birth to the son of God. Number three, Jesus taught monotheism, Mark 12.29, referring to the Shema found in Deuteronomy 6.4, Hero Israel, the Lord thy God is one. That's what he taught. Jesus also taught God was a spirit. John 4.23, those who worship God must worship him in spirit and truth for God is a spirit. Number five, Jesus taught there was no marriage in heaven. Matthew 22, 30 said we will be not given in marriage, nor will we be married. We'll be like the angels in heaven. Last time I checked, angel Gabriel and archangel Michael did not have wives. Number six, Jesus taught heaven and hell were the rewards and punishments. Matthew 25, 31 through 46 talks about him separating sheep from goats. One goes to everlasting life uh, in his presence. Another goes to everlasting fire. There were only two options. Number seven, Jesus taught the triune nature of one God. At the end of his Gospel of Matthew, him describing himself as who he was in relation to the Father and the Holy Spirit, he says, baptize in the one name, singular, of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Not three different names, not three different beings, one name for the person of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that Yahweh name of the Old Testament, representing the three personalities, the tri-personality of God in unity, the Trinity. Number eight, Jesus taught salvation by faith alone in himself. John 3, 16, 
For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed, pistis in the Greek, puts full trust in him, shall be saved. Well, is this what Mormonism teaches? No, it's actually quite the opposite. Here's the Jesus of Mormonism. And I don't have time to list out every uh, reference here, but they are reference, and we'll get into them after our presentation. Jesus was one of many sons of God's, even brothers with Lucifer, who became Satan. Quite different from the Jesus of the Bible. That's Moses 4, 1 through 4, and Abraham 3, 22 and 28. Jesus was conceived by actual sex with Elohim and Mary. Journal and Discourses, chapter 1, 50 through 51. This was Brigham Young, the second prophet of the LDS Church. Now, my friend may say he doesn't accept Journal and Discourses as a part of their doctrine, but this is taught by the prophet. So he has a conundrum. Either they reject teachings of the prophet and then uh, reject what they believe as the office of a prophet, or they accept the teachings of a prophet and accept that uh, Brigham Young taught that Jesus was actually conceived by sex with Elohim and Mary. He actually says in this journal and discourse that he was Jesus not conceived by the Holy Spirit but by natural relations. Number three, uh, they believe that God was once a man and became a God. So God was a man who then went to eternal progression and became a God. This is the teachings of Joseph Smith, page 345. They also believe that God has flesh and bones, doctrines and covenants, 130 verse 22. And there's four main books that the Mormons get their teachings from. The Bible, the Book of Mormons, Doctrines and Covenants, and Pearl of Great Price, which contained the Book of Abraham and the Book of Moses. Then you have on here, Jesus taught there was marriage in heaven, Doctrines and Covenants, 131, 1 through 3. There's three levels of reward in, in, in the afterlife. There's the telestial here on this earth, the terrestrial in another place, and the celestial where you get to become not only a god, but you become a god with polygamous wives and populate those planet that you live on with spirit children, Doctrines and Covenants, 132, 62. Jesus taught that the Father, Son, Holy Spirit were three separate gods. That's what Mormonism teaches in the book of Abraham 4, verse 1. So not three personalities of the one God, but the Father is a God, Jesus is a God, and the Holy Spirit, hence uh, violating monotheism. Number eight, Jesus taught salvation by faith plus works. Second Nephi 25 through 23 literally says, you are saved by grace through faith after you've done all that you can do. So when you put the comparison together of the Jesuses of the Bible and the Jesuses of, of Mormonism, you have a choice. When it comes to the Son of God, is he the only one or one among many? The virgin birth, was he conceived by the Holy Spirit or actual sex with Elohim? When it comes to God, is there one or many gods? When it comes to marriage, is there marriage in heaven or is there not marriage in heaven? Rewards and punishments, is it heaven and hell or is there three levels in godhood? When it comes to the nature of God, is he triune or is it three separate gods? Salvation, faith alone or faith plus works. My friends, there is no option today when you look to the Bible. The Bible teaches that there's only one God, Jesus conceived of the Holy Spirit. You don't get married in heaven. There's an actual heaven and hell. It's the triune nature and faith alone whereby you are saved. Let's move on to our second point. How am I doing on time? Good. Thank you. An unbiblical gospel is the second thing that makes Mormonism unchristian. Galatians 1, 8 through 9 says, But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. The word gospel means evangelion, good news. In the Greek, the word anathema means eternally condemned, to go to hell. That is what it means. So can there be another gospel, another message presented in the, in the name of Christ? Yes, it was done in the time of Paul. Just like there were false Jesuses, there were false gospels. And the Bible warns of 
this in the last days, that there would be doctrines of demons. So angels would appear and preach a false gospel. This is the basis of the gospel of the Mormon faith, that Joseph Smith, as a young man, goes to the woods, sees visions, and from those visions derives the doctrines we have today. Well, let's see if it lines up with the biblical gospel. Well, there's four main points of the biblical gospel. There is the section that deals with man, uh, God, who God is, what God is doing upon the earth. The section that deals with man, what is man doing upon the earth? Number three, what is Jesus doing? And then number four, how are we actually saved? Well, when you look at the biblical gospel, it's very simple. There's one God created mankind in love for a relationship with him. Acts 17, 26 through 28. Man, all mankind with no prior existence, has sinned and separated themselves from God. Romans 3, 9 through 23. Jesus died on the cross, was raised from the dead to be the Savior of all mankind. John 3, 3 through 16. He's the perfect Savior for all those who put their trust in him. And then salvation, a person is saved when they believe in their heart and confess with their mouth Jesus Christ is Lord from Romans 10, 10 through 13. Now let's look at the Mormon gospel. Let's see, is this what the Bible teaches? The Mormon gospel believes Elohim with the help of other gods from a planet Kolob, actually named Kolob, decided to create mankind in love for a relationship with himself, Abraham 3, 9. Man is actually spirit children born in heaven first from Elohim's wives, then placed upon this earth some dark-skinned people because of the prior evil deeds they did in heaven during the rebellion and light-skinned people because of the prior good deeds they did in heaven. So just get this in your mind. There's more than one God having sex with his spirit wife. Then that spirit wife produces spirit children. Those spirit children make decisions, and then that's determining the color of skin and how you come to be on this earth. That's coming from the doctrines of salvation in uh, chapter 161 through 66 and Moses chapter 3 verse 5. The Jesus of Mormon in, in uh, the Jesus of Mormonism in salvation, his sacrifice was not enough to cleanse all sins. Some have to be atoned for by one's own blood and good works to be added to receive salvation. Journal and Discourses, volume 3, page 247 and 219 through 220. Brigham Young actually says, the second president of Mormonism, that there are some sins the blood of Jesus doesn't atone for, but you must atone for with your own blood. And lastly, how is a person saved according to Mormonism? A person is only saved by faith, repentance, baptism, and enduring to the end by keeping the commandments. Here's one of the apostles, B.R. McConaughey, and what Mormons think of Christ, pages 27 through 31, perfectly describes the salvation faith plus works, as long with 2 Nephi 25, 23. So the question is here now, which gospel is biblical concerning God nature? Did one God create mankind or many gods create mankind? In man's nature, are you simply created with one existence and then choose sin, hence becoming a sinner? Or are you created by Elohim's spiritual love affairs with a God in he- a goddess in heaven and then placed in the bodies according to the co- decisions you made by the color of skin you have on this earth? Number three, was Christ's work on the cross perfectly enough to purchase the salvation of all who put their trust in him? Or is Christ's work only partial of the work for salvation? You have to do something else. And number four, the nature of salvation. Is it by faith alone or faith plus good works? How much time do I have, good sir? Praise God. Now we go to the next session when we talk about is the more, and and of course we believe the true answer of the gospel is the Christian version. One God created mankind. Man is born a sinner without a previous life. Jesus' work on the cross perfectly purchased the salvation of the world, and man is saved by faith alone. Now thirdly, the unbiblical church, and this is why we do not believe Mormonism as disciples of Christ. Revelations 2, 8 through 9, the angel of the church in Smyrna write, these are the words of him who 
is first and last. This is Jesus talking, who died and came to life again. I know the afflictions of your poverty, and yet you are a rich. I know the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Here in the book of Revelation, Jesus, who judges his own church, says that there are some who are a part of the synagogue of Satan. So we believe there can be false churches, just like there can be false Jesuses, according to Paul, just like there can be false gospels, according to the Bible. Jesus also says there can be synagogue gatherings of Satan, but they claim to be true followers of Christ. Well, let's look at what the biblical church should look like. According to the Bible, in the biblical church, Jesus is the eternal high priest of the church. Hebrews 7, 11 through 22 says the Old Testament priest has been fulfilled. Jesus is forever a priest, and the temple is the heart of men. Number two, the church cannot be overcome. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said the gates of hell will never overcome against this church. Number three, the church preserves scripture and doctrine. 1 Timothy 3, through 15 through 16 says that the apostles by way of tradition would continue to hold the inspired words of God. And number four, spiritually gifted elders and deacons would lead the church in equality without a pope or a prophet trying to lead them. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, 1 Timothy chapter 2. Well, is this the church we see in Mormonism? Absolutely not. Priests are still needed to serve in the temples that are here today. The Arianic priesthood was given to Joseph Smith, Doctrines and Covenants 107.14. The church was overcome by them, uh, by their opinion, when it was conquered by the Roman Catholic Church in the Great Apostasy. Joseph Smith taught this in his history, chapter 1, 18 through 19. The church did not preserve scripture or doctrine. The church allowed the Bible and doctrines to be corrupted and needed a clearer word, the Book of Mormon, Doctrines and Covenants, and the Pearl of Great Price, Joseph's History 1, chapter 1, 18 through 19. And the church is led by a prophet, a singular man, just like the Roman Catholic Pope, along with his apostles and leaders. The church is led by this according to Doctrines 107 and Doctrines and Covenants. So what is the biblical church? Is it the priest needing to be in the house or not needing to be in the house? Do we need to believe that the church fell apart or that the church is still remained? Do we believe the doctrines have been lost or did God preserve his word? Is it led by elders and deacons equally or have the uh, prophet, uh, do we need a prophet like a pope figure to help us understand the Bible? I believe the Mormons believe in a different gospel because the church of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the high priest in order of Melchizedek and the forever of the new covenant. The church has survived in every age and will prove that today through church history. The doctrines along with the Bible have been handed down one age to another and their creeds are not an abomination to God. And elders and deacons equally lead the church just like Paul rebuked Peter and corrected him. There was equality among those qualified elders and deacons. Therefore Mormonism is not the disciple of Christ because they do not teach the same Jesus of the Bible, the same gospel or the same church and I would call my friends today to the biblical salvation believe in one God who created you in his image you have sinned come to Jesus Christ he perfectly will save you you will know that you're saved be with him forever and eternity by faith not of your works I bid you to come to Jesus my friends that is the gospel of Jesus Christ according to the Bible thank you